Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to the podcast. It's Allison Schaefer back for another episode, and I'm so excited to have another guest for you. We're going to be talking to Dr. Vanessa LaPointe. She is a mom, a registered psychologist, a parent educator, a best-selling author, international speaker, and a regularly invited media guest. She is the founder and director of the Wish Star LaPointe Development Clinic, and she has supported families and children for almost 20 years and has previously has experience in community mental health and the school system. Dr. Vanessa is known for bringing a sense of nurturing understanding and humanity to all her work. Her passion is in walking alongside parents, teachers, care providers, and other big people to see the world through the child's eye. She believes that if we can do this, we are beautifully positioned to grow our children in the best possible way. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. LaPointe. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, I was one of the attendees at a pretty important event in Toronto, uh, and the audience was largely filled, I think, with um, people like myself rather than the general population. And I was so moved by the the presentation and the panel that you participated in that I wanted to take this opportunity to bring your voice for that whole experience and the messaging from that whole experience to my podcast listeners with the hopes that they will also take action, spread, serve circulate, amplify the message. So can I toss it over to you to talk about the the May event with the Dove Self-Esteem Project and their partners? Yes, absolutely. So that event was all about this cost of beauty campaign. And really, it it was kicked off by telling the story of Mary, who's a real um, person who got her first phone uh, when she was 12 years old and and what that led to in terms of the catastrophic impact that the information and imaging and ideas she was exposed to via social media had on her as a person, in particular, her mental health. The, um, the film is a gut-wrenching watch because it's so 
um, palpable and so real. And really the event in Toronto was the kickoff around making sure that we are all aware that we must be the gatekeepers for uh, this generation in terms of their exposure on social media, and also some things that we can be doing actively in order to be advocates and to be guiding children to be wise consumers of and contributors to that social media community. You know, at that event, they shared some pretty startling statistic. I mean, maybe, I don't know, were they startling to you? Maybe you can share some of the stats so that parents know, you know, what, what motivated this and, and whether or not you were shocked by it. I mean, I, I, I've always, I'm a very pro social media person. I, people that follow my platform know that my family was always early adopters, um, you know, right from, you know, my then husband having the first Sony Walkman. I remember, you know, like having the first <laughs> flip phone, having the first, remember bulletin boards where you would talk to like your rock band through bulletin boards like we've been on that journey so we've always been early adopters and yet i'm not naive i'm not naive to the idea that there is the, the benefits and the downsides um so so share some of those stats on what some of those downsides are just so parents realize what the research is actually showing yeah and you know this is where the dove self-esteem project they just hit it out of the park because they've got so much solid data uh, that drives these campaigns and really helps us to understand how significant that impact is so we know um, that 51 percent of kids uh, report that um, exposure to social media and the messaging on social media has a negative impact on their mental health uh, 50% of kids say social media makes them and their peers feel more anxious, not better, not excited about life, not excited about living, uh, but more anxious. And 82% of parents are talking about the impact of social media on their children's mental health and their, you know, notable concern about all of that. So uh, when we look at that and we look at experts in the field who, you know, eight out of 10 of them are saying, hold on a second, we really need to take another um Look at this. You can see that the numbers are big. And I know as a psychologist who, um, you know, has kids filtering through my office in droves every week, that that this is a real thing. The impact of that in the everyday lives of children right now is so significant in terms of the uh, anxiety epidemic that we are facing and the other kinds of issues that are um, presenting particularly in the lives of our tweens and teens. It's hard enough to be a kid these days. Right. Never mind all of this extra impact. So true. What I really appreciate about that data is that it kind of let us know it's not like the kids don't understand. It's not like we have to sell them on this. Most of them are saying this is hard on me and they they're aware of it so we don't need to preach we need to help you know we and and i think that's an important stance and i think the the other thing is and it came up in this uh, particular production of the movie was specifically around eating disorders but it does seem to show that the that our young girls not to say that our boys don't have their own issues and are impacted as well but there is a gender bias towards young girls being more impacted. And so we're seeing more of the, the eating disorders, uh, body dysmorphia, but also that those weren't the only mental health issues. So yes, boys and yes, anxiety and yes, depression, right? It was, it was across the board. A hundred percent. And that, that mood piece in terms of those mood-based um, challenges, I think is, 
is a big one for us to be aware of. And also the idea that our kids can know. So we have these conversations with them and still there is a stickiness to social media that pulls you in because we are part of a social species and and we really do thrive when we're in the context of connection and relationship. And there's something about social media that gives us this sort of um, interesting superficial hit of connection. And so we're pulled back to it and pulled back to it and pulled back to it like a like a train wreck that we can't peel our eyes away from because we need the fill. The problem is that social media doesn't really give us the fill in a way that's healthy. And what I really I, what I appreciated about, you know, Dove's campaign and the call to action that they're trying to work on, which is to say, you know, that we empathize with the children that get pulled because of those algorithms. We feel compassion for the parents who are trying to do the best thing for their kid who they can see is spiraling because of this and that we really have to bring all stakeholders into this conversation, that those platforms are designed by people that have spent a tremendous amount of research on how do you get people to to keep their attention on the message that you're trying to sell. So there's this unethical part about inhumane design of these platforms that we're saying, look, at if we're going to struggle as parents to get our kids to understand this, if we're going to you know work with kids in the mental health field, like, dear God, please, can we not have some legislation around this? And I, I just love that they compared it to like, look, at we have legislation over car seats. We have legislation over in anti-inflammable pajamas. And then it's the Wild West when it comes to the Internet, social media platforms and this plummeting mental health issue on our teens. And they've got to be accountable. So can you talk a little bit about about one of the calls to actions, about what they're how they're trying to bring about change and how we can rally the troops around that? Yeah. So one of the things that Dove has done, which is extraordinary because it makes it so simple to be part of this rising chorus of voices that really is being called um, to action around the protection of our children is the, uh, if you go to dove.ca backslash kids online safety, you will uh, be sort of linked through to a letter that you can send directly to government in order to, to be part of the campaign of making sure that those algorithms and the the way that our children are targeted um, gets to be brought under control, uh, if not abolished altogether. Because when we think about the idea, I mean, even for us as adults, we, you know, you click on something, you click on something, and then all of a sudden, that's all you see in your social media feed. So there really is this, this pull towards, you know, trying to target a market, um, which, you know, we can maybe understand and make sense of as adults. When our children, even our teens, their brains are not fully developed yet. They're in a very formative stage of growing into themselves. And so for us to be respectful of that and to honor that and to be kind of fierce about stepping in and protecting that is a really important thing. And that's part of this call to action for the Dove campaign. Yeah, which, you know, which is amazing. And to your point about the algorithms, um, you know, there is, we're coming up to summer. And so um, I was reading an article about the new meme and trend about hashtag summer body. And you got to know all our young girls are going to wonder how they look in their bikinis. And so of course, don't I go do my research to see what comes into your filter when you start following that hashtag. But now, you know, it's attached to my, now, oh, now I'm going to see that in my feed. So like, thank right. you, Allison, for doing my research. But, <laughs> but I think it's so interesting if we swap phones with our children, 
and notice what's coming up in their feed versus somebody else's feed. And you realize it is a curated sense of reality because if you picked up my phone, mostly what you're going to see is, well, frankly, a lot of cooking videos. You're going to see a lot of like positive, like, you know, little kids giving their pacifier to the garbage man because it's a beautiful moment and let, let a dog rescues because that's what I put into my feed because I know that I'm shaping my algorithm. So but kids that are like, oh, Weight Watchers, weight loss. How do I get a six pack ab? How do I get rid of my acne? How do I, you know, you know that they're just going to f- populate their world as if that is the truth. That is the thing. Look at how much time they're going to spend taking that information in. And we have to realize the art of persuasion is scientific and it works. It's like buy one, get one free. It works. Like if you put it in front of them, they're going to believe in the thigh gap. They're going to, you know, There's a machine fighting against our kids and this idea of putting our morality ahead of our profits. If we don't all gather hands and stand up for this now, like, my goodness, I'm I'm so glad that Dove is ahead of this charge and that that form is like this, folks, this is a two second ask, right? Like, I I mean, I did the I did the form at the at the conference, right? And you had a great panel. Tracy Moore was the moderator. Amber Mack, who's like this great tech specialist, the, the mom and daughter that were in the video, the woman from CAMH, you. I mean, it was a really robust conversation and a really great event. But we left and every single one of us filled in that form to our MPPs. And, and now they're extent, Dove's extending that, that people can do that online. It's a two second ask. Like, yeah. really. Click, click and done. And, and the power in that panel and the power in that film that features Mary, the young girl that was so impacted by social media, the, the brilliance of that is that it brings it to life. Like you actually, and if you were at that event as you were, you could not stare into her eyes and hear her story and not do something. You had to be moved. And Mary's story is the story of all of our children. That is the reality that surrounds this kind of uh, issue when it comes to what they're being exposed to on social media. They are marinating in it. The average child is spending between, I think it's between seven and nine hours a day scrolling through all of that stuff. They're marinating in it. And it's challenging. You know, a couple of years ago, one of Dove's installations was they took over a storefront in just a regular shopping mall. And they had pulled um, copy, like languaging and words off of social media following um, Fitspo, Fit, you know, Inspiration and Thinspo and all of those kinds of trends. And they had wallpapered the walls. The uh, copy was on the, the bedspread. It was meant to be like a teen girl's bedroom. It was on the lampshade. Like everywhere you looked, it was just this information that bombarded you about, you know, having the thigh gap and, and, you know, all the other things that, that kids are exposed to filing your teeth off, cutting off all your eyelashes and sticking on falsies because it makes it easier, you know, all those kinds of things. And the visual of that was enough, but then you were, you walked into the installment and all of the words were being piped in via audio as well. And the message was, this is what it's like right now to to be a teen girl who has retreated to her bedroom to rest. And this is like what is um, at her all the time, marinated in it. And so you can really get a sense of how it would be almost impossible for our kids to get away from it because it's everywhere and all around them. Everywhere that they look, they're getting hit by that messaging in that social media world. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I think that's a helpful for the parents to experience because usually it's just like, get off that darn phone. And what, like there, there's really, I, I feel like a, la- a lack of, to your point in, in, in your intro about one of your most important methods for bringing parents around is that see life through the the eyes of the child, that mostly parents just get frustrated like their kids are being obstinate and it turns into a fight. And there's very little communication about, do you know what it's like to live in my world that if I post something, I got to get so many likes and what if I don't meet? Like, I don't often think the parents spend the time to try to get into the reality of what it's like to be a teen and why it's so full of pressure so that we can, to your point, walk alongside in the journey to, to make things better rather than just be combative. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you are able to view it through a lens of compassion, rather than coming at it in this combative sort of way, you really will like, as soon as that lands for you, and you can get behind the facade of they're just on their phone all the time. As soon as it lands, it'll bring you to your knees, what it's like to be those kids. And uh, I think we just can't help but then be um, inspired to get fierce about this on their behalf. Yeah. And that, and that um, little documentary video we're talking about, I think it's only about three minutes long. Like this, this is a, this is a small ask of time for people to go watch that. And wouldn't you agree? Good to watch with your kids. Oh yes. And it is a life-changing three minutes. I've watched that film more than a dozen times at this point and have not once got through it with dry eyes. It's so impactful. And having met Mary as part of the event in Toronto, and she's just this like regular kid, just like all the other regular kids out there. And this happened to her. And so it really did bring it alive. And um, it's so it's so great to know she's on the other side of that and doing well. And also, uh, let's be inspired by that story to be active and um, advocate for our kids. It does. It does have a good ending. And and also, you know, I'm sure you see this in your practice, too. There's a lot of parents who really say, like, why my kid? What did I do wrong? Um, you know, and, and again, it's just not understanding the forces that are against us. You can be a wonderful parent and have a wonderful kid and and, and you know, then you're put, it's you're put into an environment that there, but for the grace of God, go I. If I would if I would have been the what I went through in my adolescent years when I hear puberty and I suddenly put on weight and um, and I remember how awful I felt about my acne and my body shape and how much I wanted to fit in. If I would have had that was hard enough for me, and I had good self esteem and good family. If I had the overlay of of social media, would I? 
would I have developed a, a, a self-esteem issue and an eating disorder? Likely. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly intense what our kids have to live through and what they, the pressures upon them to conform. And we all want to belong. I mean, that's a basic premise of, of being a human being. We want to be part of the tribe. We want to be in the pack, uh, uh, birds of a feather who flock together. And so we want to belong and we want to then look like and act like the groundswell of what we see all around us. And so that's why it, you know, it so pulls us in. And I think for parents to, I mean, so many of them, as I'm sure you know, uh, they experience a lot of, of guilt and shame around this as parents. Like they've done it wrong. They steered their child wrong. They weren't disciplined enough with their kid about, you know, what they were doing on their phones, those kinds of things. And for parents to be released from that in the sense that you didn't create this, there's, this is so much bigger than us as parents. You didn't create this and you have so much power to do something about it. And that's what that call to action is. Go watch the film. It's on their, the, the, the website, fill out the form, but they're also working with in partnership, right? This isn't something they're going alone. They're working with Cam H. Tell me a little bit about getting resources in the hands of our youth too, because mental health, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm sure you're experiencing the same thing. I, of course I want to help everybody when the pandemic hit and all those belonging social structures blew up. My pra- private practice went through the roof. And, you know, I have a one-year wait list. You can't, you've got a kid who's got an eating disorder. You've got a kid who's suicidal. You don't have a year to wait. So we have to do better with resources. And, and I think they've partnered with some people to try to make those resources more available to families here in Canada. Is that right? Yeah. And so they are connected with CAMH, which is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Canada, and also um, its youth wellness hubs in Ontario, uh, who are working on programming and content to be able to reach more kids and to be able to be supportive to more families. I do think that there is, you know, a significant issue about access to supports and access to care. And so that Dove's involved in that is wonderful. And for us all to be aware that there there's a a shortage you know we have um about 150 kids that come through the doors of our clinic every single week uh and we also have wait uh, lists running six to 12 months depending on who the child is and what kind of professional they're seeking to um be connected to so it's it's significant and i have often heard saying not because it's right but because it is what it is that it's not going to be people like you and i who fix this um, in terms of individual kids, that we have to inspire a shift in system um, and also recognize as the, the grown-ups in our children's lives that we we have power to impact in our homes and also more broadly in our communities. So to be really inspired to step into that energetically and take it on. Yeah, that we 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 need to ad, we need to advocate and change is possible. Um, and all those stakeholders have have a bit to do in it, which is why I mean I was so motivated by the event, but I thought it's it's only as many people that are in the room, and I, so I want to make sure that I amplify this to my parents so that they share it with their friends and they pass it on and they pass it on and they pass it on because all of us need to do this together at every at every level. Do you have any um, just before we wrap up? When you're working with a family where you can tell that social media has been one of the elements that has led to something problematic in the child's psychic life or whatever. Do you have like kind of some basic 
tips or just some core information pieces that you kind of have as a premise when you're working with parents like, okay, you know, you got a kid who's on social media. It's not good for their mental health. Da, 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 da. Here's a couple of basic things that you can do, like some just basic takeaways that you tend to uh, offer up to parents. Yeah, so I, I do actually. I first thing, the Dove um, Confidence Kit needs to be in every parent's inbox because they will. They have put together this whole um, kit for you to be able to have the conversations that need to be had with your children and to and to also be educated about what it is that's going on for them. So I would highly recommend, and I talk with all of my families about the Dove Confidence Kit. I also really like the idea of understanding what is the driving premise behind why our kids get so pulled into the social media world. And that is because they are seeking contact and connection. They want it. And so let's begin to introduce competition to that source of contact and connection. And how can we do that? And it really is about getting back to the basics. I know that families are busy. And can you think about how to set into your routine every week a couple of of nights where you sit down as a family and have a meal and stare into the whites of each other's eyes to begin to consider exchanging screen time for green time? So if you're on your screen for an hour or whatever it is, that we um, have an hour or whatever it is of green time where we go out in nature, we go for a walk, we play a soccer game, we shoot some hoops, we do some things, that you are mindful historically of the times of day and also spaces in your home that have always been reserved for connection. So whether it's the dinner table whether it's everybody's hanging out in the living room, um, wh- whether it's you've you've gone over to grandma's house for dinner, that those are times historically that have been reserved in a very sacred way for connection. So don't allow screens to intrude on those experiences. And also, if we think about spaces in our homes, our bedrooms historically have been reserved for rest. So what kinds of... Um, habits do we need to get into to protect what historically has always been reserved for rest? And that is, you know, to keep um, phones and and screens out of our kids' bedrooms until they're of a certain age where we can um, probably count on the fact that they've onboarded some good habits. In my home with my boys in the mornings, it's people before phones. So you don't check your social first. You, you, check on your people. (laughs) You get up and we say good morning and we have breakfast together and we do those kinds of things because that's what it is to be human. And so the the tips and the suggestions that I offer forward to families are really about getting us back into that headspace of what it is to be human. This technology revolution came on like that. When you look at the history of a human from, you know, hunter gatherers, you know, through the agricultural, industrial, now the attention economy, like we've, our, you know, we, we, I I joke to parents, like we still have organs that are um, appendix. Why do we have an appendix? We still have this residual organ from which, like we don't evolve very quickly, really. Those basic things, right? That need for connection, those, you know, going to, going to sleep when the sun goes down, getting up when the sun comes up, we're still... We're still biologically wired, kind of antiquated organisms of evolution. And then technology steps in and just accelerates everything. And you wonder why we're kind of busted by it. It's not really how we're wired to be. And not just technology. I mean, technology, yes. And social media in particular. 
It's social media. So my eldest son is 19 years old. Facebook became a thing the year he was born. So imagine in, in a span of 19 years, what has happened? And, and in all of those other revolutions, we had, you know, a couple hundred years to kind of get our ducks in a row around it all and make sure that it was all going to be okay. And we've had so 19 years to be like, oh, snap, <laughs> we got to figure this out. And no kidding, we missed it. Like, no kidding, it got ahead of us. And what's happening now and what is part of this Dove campaign is that we are having to reactively put some safeguards in place because it got away from us. It just happened so yeah. quickly. So true. Well, I thank Dove for all their efforts and for their partners that they're working with, uh, the initiatives that they have. Uh, we're going to put all that up, you know, in, in the show notes, obviously, all the links and the encouragement to sign the petition, download the kit, listen to the, watch the movie. But what about you? Is there something that you still wish that we would message out to parents today? And, and can I give you an opportunity to let parents know where they can follow you and what initiatives you're doing independent of this campaign? Yeah, thank you. You know, what I love for parents to know is this feels bigger than you, even for myself as a mother. It feels bigger than me because I don't know all the ins and outs of Snapchat. I don't really get all of the pieces. And I think that we can be intimidated by that as parents, but to really understand you've got this. And the reason that I know that you've got this is because you're a parent. <laughs> and, and we will do for our children what we wouldn't do for ourselves. And so really do know that you have the power in you to shift this and change this. The foundation of relationship will always be everything. And if you're needing a little inspiration uh, from social media that will feed your soul and encourage you along on that path. Um, I love for people to know my website is Dr. Vanessa Lapointe with an E on the end uh, .com. I'm very active on social media in a positive way uh, via Instagram and Facebook. And I would love for you to come along for the ride and just just know that there's a village and a community and lots of us out there who see you and get you and understand you and want to champion you to be that big person for your child. Beautiful. I can't thank you enough for the work you're doing I, and so great to chat. And I know that we'll have another opportunity on a different topic to do this again. So this is just the beginning, but thank you so, so much. And thank you, Dove. This was wonderful. Thank you. It was just such an honor to be here with you. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.